This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, how are BC teens doing these days? There is a new report out, one that they do every year from the the McCreary Centre Society, and they were asking that exact question. Let's find out what they found out now. Annie Smith joins us, the Executive Director of the McCreary Centre Society. Annie, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. What is the McCreary Centre? We're a not-for-profit. We're based in Vancouver, but we work all over the profit, and our aim is to improve youth health uh, in the province of British Columbia. And we do that predominantly through surveys and then working with young people in communities across BC. Right. So you do these surveys, and I understand you do them in, I think, almost every school district, right, in the province? Yep. Yes. This time around, it was 58 of the 60 school districts that participated. Okay. That must be a lot of kids. How many? It it is. We got 38,015 students this time. That is a lot. Okay, so tell me, what kind of questions do you ask? It's a whole range. It's pretty much anything that affects health. So it's mental health, physical health, sexual health, nutrition, exercise, as well as those things that can kind of be risks uh, to health and things that promote health. So supportive relationships, relationship with friends, with adults, connection to community and culture. It's really as a broad range. Okay, and tell me about some of the most interesting results. Um, I think it was a really mixed bag, really, this time around. We definitely saw some really encouraging findings. So there was decreases in the percentage who engaged in binge drinking, uh, decreases in concussion, which has been a major concern in the province, and serious injuries, decreases in attempted suicide, um, and things like that. But we also... We didn't see any change in substance use, really, um, which was uh, kind of surprising, I think. A lot of people thought that marijuana use might might have gone yeah. up, um, but we, di- we didn't really see that um, in terms of kind of the number of young people who had tried it or anything like that. And then there was some, some pretty concerning findings um, in comparison to previous years. Students more likely to be self-harming, uh, more likely to have seriously considered killing themselves, although attempts were down also more likely to be missing out on mental health services that they felt they needed. So, yeah, a mixed bag. Right, yeah. Let's talk about those mental health issues, too, because quite a number of them say they experience, what, like panic attacks and anxiety. Yeah, and that was a big rise. We, we do the survey every five years, and it was a huge rise from five years ago, uh, particularly for girls. Uh, reporting anxiety disorders, panic attacks, uh, and depression as well. We saw a big rise there. Do you think that the actual incidents are increasing or are are teenagers getting better at being able to name what they're feeling? Yeah, I mean, likely a combination of both in some ways, I think. I mean, we definitely see, we saw some increases in harassment, discrimination, and violence. And we know that those are associated with poorer mental health. Uh, so as, as they rise, we would, we would expect kind of mental health to, to be poorer. But like you say, a lot of young people can now articulate and um, talk about how they're feeling mental health-wise. We will be taking the results back to young people and getting their perspectives uh, on what's driving these findings. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's probably a combination. Right. What about depression? Uh, depression rose as well. Uh, and again, is it, is it more young people have got the words? for it. Um, We definitely saw better mental health among young people who spend time offline, go out in nature, eat a balanced diet, get plenty of exercise, you know. So so we are seeing those uh, correlations between depression and kind of some of the things that knock young people off kilter. 
Right. Okay. And so they don't, they're not as likely to participate in extracurricular activities? That's right. Yeah. We saw Why? physical activity decreased and we saw decreases in, in participation in, in kind of um, extracurriculars. And the number one reason they gave us was that they're too busy. Oh, really? So they're too busy. What are they doing if they're too busy for extracurriculars and sports? Uh, I don't know, but half of them were doing the homework after they were expected oh. to be asleep. I definitely think um, they're kind of, uh, a lot of them were on social media and, uh, and stuff, but I just think they live pretty busy lives. Right. Let's talk about those sleeping hours too, because you actually asked them how many hours they sleep at night. We did. We did. And we uh, only around half are, are getting eight hours of sleep um, a night with older students less likely to, to be getting a, a good night's sleep than younger students. Um, we did see that young people who switched their phone off or put it in a different room got a better night's sleep and, and were more likely to wake up the following morning feeling rested. Uh, but yeah, declines in the percentage who are getting eight hours sleep. Yeah, it also sounds like those who are not getting eight hours sleep, I mean, a lot of them were kind of online right before that. That's right. Yes. Yeah. After the time their parents thought they were asleep, uh, a lot of them were online. Yeah. Well, that's not good, is it? (laughs) It's not good. What do you do with this information? Um, I I mean, partly we take it back to young people. We take it back to parents. Uh, So, for example, we saw quite a high percentage of students whose parents didn't know what they were doing online, um, whose parents did know what they were doing kind of, you know, out and about in in their in-person activities, uh, but not online. So that's definitely information that we'll share with parents. Um, it's used by government in terms of kind of policy and planning and see how we're doing with programs and policies and how they're making a difference. Um, schools use the data to look at their kind of uh, planning needs and where students particularly might need support and which students might need support. So it's usually used pretty widely. Right. And you get into some pretty, uh, like pretty uncomfortable details here too, don't you? You ask about pornography, you ask about sexting, you ask about binge drinking. Yep, we do. Uh, And I mean, you know, sometimes adults are kind of shocked and horrified. We ask those questions because we hear from young people that that's the behaviors that they're engaging in. So, for example, this time we do we do a lot of consultations in the build up to the survey. You know, what are the big topic areas? What are the kind of issues that are coming up for young people? And we heard consistently across the province that young people are getting their sexual health information from pornography. we put it on the survey, and definitely, I mean, you know, 12% of them were on their phone the day before they took the survey looking at pornography. And we got a number of comments from young people saying that's where they're getting their sex ed from. From pornography on their yeah. phones? Yep. Yep. Wow. Okay. But there was some positive news when it came to sexting. Definitely. That halved. Yeah. Um, which is pretty huge. So it dropped from 10% uh, in 2013 down to 5% uh, in 2018. So that's a big drop. That is a big drop. But what about things like harassment? Uh, not, not good. The, yeah, an increase, uh, increase in discrimination on the grounds of race, sexual orientation, physical appearance. Um, we saw verbal sexual harassment increased to the point where now 50% of girls had been sexually har- verbally sexually harassed in the past year. We also saw an increase in physical sexual harassment, um, in physical abuse and sexual abuse. So really not, not good findings there. Right. But so you, like you say, it really was a mixed bag, wasn't it? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Annie, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you're welcome. Appreciate thank that. You. That's Annie Smith, Executive Director of the McCreary Centre Society.